Welcome to the Divine Misfits Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Press, an ex-evangelical, pansexual, deconstructed religious misfit. We will be having real conversations with incredible humans about their religious hurts and how we have healed and continue to heal from our experiences. I am so thankful to be having these conversations with you. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Thank you for being patient with me as I took some time off for some rest last week. There has been a lot happening in my personal life, and I just needed some time, a little bit of space away, and now we're back. And today, (laughs) I am just going to be talking about kind of my journey with self-love and healing my self-love. Um... I'll be honest, I have sat down and recorded this (laughs) probably 10 times at this point. At first, it didn't feel right, and so I stopped, and I rewrote, and I readjusted, and then I decided not to do it, and now here we are. So I just want you to know, like, this is very much ongoing. This is me telling this to myself as I'm also speaking to you guys. You know, I view this as kind of me sitting at coffee with you guys, except for me, it's just myself and my microphone at my desk with my incense burning. (laughs) Um, But I'm imagining it. So I hope that you're able to as well. So just know this is me just kind of talking about what's been going on. My life, my advice that I give to myself. And if it resonates... Well, I hope that it resonates, (laughs) but if it resonates, let me know. Um, Yeah, so my self-love journey has been mostly recent. I would say in like 2020 was whenever I really started to figure out who I was and be able to love myself in a different and complete way. Um, Again, this is still pretty new, like This is only a year of practicing self-love, and all of this is just what has worked for me. So just a little bit of background before we get into it. Last February, so February of 2020, I ended a relationship and less than a week later found out that he was already seeing someone else, and then two weeks later, the entire world was ushered into a global pandemic. So... That was pretty rough. Uh, for about a month, I woke up every single day, felt nauseous, anxious. I would have to physically force myself to get out of bed so that I wouldn't just sit there in my nauseous, anxious state all day. Um, I ended up throwing myself into Bible studies and I wanted to cling to anything that I knew about God and anxiety and pain and hurt and frustration and it was fine. I ended up doing Bible studies with some of my friends and eventually we all kind of uh, fizzled out of doing that. And then came the discussions of what do we actually believe though? Um, so it was kind of a topsy turvy few months of going from breakup to heartbreak to pandemic to Bible studies that fell flat and then questioning everything. (laughs) And, I had to stop and take my worth back. I had to stop and look at how I actually viewed myself. 
not how I viewed myself after someone's someone else's actions because of their own way that they view themselves and that kind of sparked something beautiful I think from there I started therapy I started getting into crystals and talking to my friends that weren't Christians more about their spiritual beliefs and their spiritual practices I of course was on TikTok at the time come on a zillennial in the middle of a pandemic and unemployed what else was I supposed to do so I started finding out more about spirituality I started finding out more about people's own self-love rituals and practices and around that same time was like my complete deconstruction so as I was starting to incorporate these spiritual practices into my life I was also deconstructing my religion which honestly I think was very helpful for me to have both things at the same time so I could get rid of a belief and then learn more and expand my mindset and educate myself and welcome other spiritual beliefs and practices into my life and realize that nothing had to be permanent, nothing had to be 100% correct. It could just exist and I could figure out what it was that I loved about myself while I go through all of this what I could do to take better care of myself, what I could do to take better care of the people around me and the world around me. So all of this was happening while I was also (laughs) dealing with my own deconstruction, trying to help people that were trying to leave the church, also attempting to not be pissed off all the time because of the way that the church was handling things. I mean, basically all of 2020... (laughs) So all of this is happening. I'm figuring out who I am, also figuring out who I'm not, what my beliefs are not, what they are, who knows. And it was definitely a journey. <laughs> I it's still a journey. But around like fall of 2020, I had started to embrace myself a bit more and it was just fun for me to kind of push the boundaries that I hadn't let myself push before because of Christianity. So I was exploring myself. I was exploring the the type of clothing that I liked, what I wanted, like how I wanted to do my makeup, how I expressed myself. I told everyone at work that I was pansexual. You know, I was open at this point. I was myself at this point. And then I got uh, Tara Schuster's book called Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies. And 10 out of 10 recommend. I could honestly talk about it for days. (laughs) It genuinely changed my life. Um, I truly do credit her (laughs) with helping me reshape my life and the way that I love myself and reparented myself. It's just a like no gimmicks, raw honesty, like real advice that's not (laughs) impossible to achieve. Such as make your bed every day, even if you only have your pillows and you just pull your comforter to the top of the bed. And that's it. And my gosh, what a game changer that is. (laughs) She truly just shifted the way that I saw myself. I was able to take 
the habits that she had taken from others and developed herself and implement them into my own life in a way that I never really let myself because although I was taught that I needed to be a good person, I wasn't really taught how to be a good person for myself. You know, adults wanted me to believe that I was beautiful while all of the kids at my school were bullying me. So I didn't know how to reconcile the difference as a kid and unfortunately it bled into my adult life, which I think is what happens with most people. And so reading this book was the first time that I actually learned how to reparent myself and adjust the lens to a, not a selfish self-love, but a compassionate self-love, one that we all deserve. And even if you're still a Christian or not a Christian, loving yourself is a good thing. You can't love your neighbors. You can't love others if you can't love yourself. As Mama Ru says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And honestly, like that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I think that I had to take a step back from what happened in my past relationship, what happened right before the pandemic, what happened to make me this anxious ball and just focus on myself. Because honestly, what happened wasn't because I was unlovable. The pain that I've experienced, unfortunately, is just a part of my story. But it doesn't have to control me. And learning that I have control over myself, I have control over the thoughts that I let in my head, and the words that I say really does change the power (laughs) dynamic, I feel like, whenever you can say, oh, I have the power. I don't need an intercessor for my power. I don't need an external deity. I am the power source. Like, I can control my thoughts. I can control the love that I receive. I can control the discussions that I have with people. More than that, I can control my reactions in the discussions that I have with people and in the discussions that I have with myself. Internal dialogue is just such an important factor in loving yourself. You know, I know that within Christianity, even at the beginning of the pandemic, (laughs) I was, you know, told about taking your thoughts captive. And I think that that's actually pretty good theology, pretty sound, and spreads across religions. And I think that that is one of the most important things is monitoring the way that you're speaking to yourself, the way that you're thinking about yourself, what's actually happening in your brain. I'm not saying that you can't have moments of, oh, dang it, I wish I wish I would have done that. Oh, that sucked. But like, there are big things that we tell ourselves every single day that are harmful. A lot of them have been taught to us by the people around us that have harmed us, sometimes unintentionally. But the shitty things tend to stick in your mind way more than the compliments and the good things. So it's hard to readjust that that way of thinking. But it's honestly, it's crucial. It's hard to heal the way that you love yourself when you're still letting your brain speak poorly about you. Because someone else isn't able to see your worth, which 
is not on you. I'm so sorry if that has been the case. But just because someone else can't see your worth does not mean that, that, that you are not worthy. It's because they are not able to see it. Honestly, the only opinion that matters is yours. I have read countless people on their deathbed say that they wish that they would have stopped caring about what other people thought sooner. And I think that that's one of the hardest things whenever you're figuring out how to love yourself is you start to find these ways. For me, I like to dance and I started putting my phone on record and recording myself dancing and it's weird and I've shared it occasionally and it feels weird because I'm thinking about what someone else is going to think about me. But honestly, it doesn't matter because when I am dancing and having fun like that, I am having fun for myself. I am loving myself in my fullness. And if someone else cannot accept that, that's not my problem. And again, I am saying this to myself. (laughs) So if this feels like a call out, it does to me too. I'm here with you. And I think it's easy whenever you come from a space of conformity within the church of you all have to believe the same thing. You all have to want to do the same thing. You all need to pursue ministry in some way, shape, or form. It's hard to separate yourself from that and actually decide what you want to do to give yourself your own autonomy back over your body, over your time, over your space, to actually set boundaries up for yourself, like with other people, but also with yourself, you know, saying, okay, I can't say these things to myself. If I do, then I need to reevaluate why I said those things. Ask myself a question, check in with yourself. Deconstructing is hard, but I think that we miss the healing and the freedom that comes with it because it does get so hard and we get trapped in our own heads sometimes which is so freaking valid because this is a difficult work, but also there's freedom to come out of it. You know, you're not just doing the work to live in the trauma. You're doing the work to find healing and to find freedom. And that's going to take some time. It's not quick. It's not overnight. It's definitely not linear. (laughs) There are going to be things that bring you back sometimes. There are things that bring me back and I have to stop and ask myself why. And evaluate what's going on inside my head. And does it match up with my values and my beliefs now? Or does it match up with the fear and the control that I was living under before? Again, it takes time. (laughs) And it's something that a lot of us are still learning how to deal with. But my gosh, it is so freaking worth it. That self-love, the ability to trust your intuition because you love your intuition and you've nurtured your intuition. You've listened to your gut whenever you feel like you do or don't need to say something, especially whenever you're deconstructing and you're having conversations with people that you love. You're listening to your intuition. That is a form of trust. That is you telling your body, I love you enough. You telling your intuition, I trust you enough. And that is an amazing step. And I think if you can do at least one thing (laughs) that makes you feel like you can trust yourself and feel safe with yourself and love yourself, regardless of what anyone else is saying or doing, that is a huge win. It's a step 
in the healing journey, which again is not linear. And sometimes it starts over and sometimes it can feel crazy. And again, I am talking to myself in this. I still have mental illnesses, occasionally suffer from imposter syndrome, you know, often suffer from imposter syndrome and just have to continuously remind myself of why I'm doing this work, of why I am bringing liberation and freedom to myself and in turn trying to bring it to others. This is hard. It's hard stuff. But the freedom that comes from it is so freaking worth it. And I just want to say, everyone's freedom is going to look different. Do not compare your journey or your freedom with someone else's, which I know is hard to do. But all of us are valid and valued as we are, as our stories are. They deserve to be heard and they deserve to be freed. But again, it's going to look different for everyone. And there's going to be different levels of safety for everyone to actually experience this. If you don't have a person of safety that you can openly talk about this with, please DM me on Instagram. Let's talk. Like, let's get into this stuff. (laughs) Because it's hard, especially whenever you feel like you're alone in it. And I promise that you are not alone. There is a movement happening right now. And it's like you can feel it whenever you start to talk to people about what's going on. You can feel this movement of liberation in people's hearts to explore their identities, to help others explore their identities, to help bring comfort to people that have wanted to love themselves but have been told that they are not able to, that have been told that they're wicked or unlovable. This is freedom. It's happening. There's a space for people to exist as we are. As we want to be. If we're not able to be in our real lives, at least online, there are some spaces of freedom for people to use the pronouns that they want. (laughs) To address the questions that are circling through their brain. There's something beautiful coming, and that comes from a desire to love oneself, a desire to be loved, which I think starts with yourself, because you are worthy of love. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of the love that I give others. You are worthy of the love that you give others. And if someone has ever told you that you do not deserve love, from yourself or from others, they were wrong. You absolutely do. You have love from me. And I hope that one day, I dream that one day, you will have that love for you as well. It's a hard journey sometimes. But it can be so beautiful. Whenever I... (laughs) I'm driving by myself. I like to put on a song called Super Bloom by Mr. Wives <laughs> and blast it at full volume and scream along with it. It's just a song that talks about coming out of your shell and doing things as you want and being yourself in, a, in your fullness, regardless of what anyone else has to say. 
it is a gorgeous song that is so fun and such a powerful moment. (laughs) I highly recommend getting in your car or pulling up your phone or whatever you have that can play music and playing Super Bloom by Mr. Wives. It's incredible. And to me, it's just an anthem of self-love. It's an anthem of positivity and power for oneself. The ability to come into the super bloom of a moment because you have developed and loved yourself so much that you're blooming, you're blossoming now. And that song, just every single time, it makes me want to scream and dance and party and just reclaim my power. After so long of giving it up to people to just reclaim my autonomy, reclaim my power and come into a super bloom. It shows me trust for my intuition and autonomy in my leadership as well. It's a song that I can sing for independence, but also an affirmation that I can love and trust myself to lead the way because something beautiful is going to come. A super bloom is going to come. I hope that you have a song that can be your super bloom, something that makes you feel powerful, like you're on top of the world, but also you're on top of the world because you're radiating love for yourself and for others. You're doing good by yourself and by others. Regardless of religion, regardless of beliefs, you've found love for yourself. Even if it's one song, put it on, dance it out. That's what I'm going to do after this wraps. (laughs) And wherever you're at on your self-healing journey, your self-love journey, be cheesy about it. Cheese it up. Take yourself on a date. Sing a song that you love to yourself. Take a bubble bath with candles. Go to the park. Do some dance therapy. Do some actual therapy. (laughs) Do a sheet mask. Do something that makes you feel comfortable and safe. Speak to yourself in a way that you wish that someone else would. Speak to yourself in a way that you wish that your parents would have spoken to you. Hug yourself. Cheer yourself on. Do whatever you need to do, even if it's just for one minute, to make yourself feel a jolt of joy and love. Because you are your outlet to experience self-love. Joy is an access point to it. Find what makes you feel joyful and do it and keep doing it. Honestly, (laughs) this podcast makes me feel so joyful because at the beginning of this, I didn't know how to talk about self-love because it's been a weird few weeks for me. But now, just like imagining you guys dancing, (laughs) knowing that I am going to dance after this, it actually makes me want to give myself some love because I need it right now from myself. I need to honor where I'm at and that's okay. It's okay to have wonky weeks, but man, doing something that you love, doing something that brings you joy is an act of self-love. So go out there, do something that brings you joy, combat that imposter syndrome, combat those words in your head that are telling you that you're not worthy, that you're not enough Tell them to get the hell out. You're in charge. This is your body, your brain, your world. So make it yours and love yourself. 
this kind of took a turn, but I am so grateful for you guys. And I love this podcast and this community so much. So bye. Thank you so much again for being a part of the Divine Misfits podcast. Follow us on Instagram at the Divine Misfits for updates on the podcast and to keep in touch. If you're interested in sharing your story with us, check out the link in our bio. Can't wait to hear from you.